Hello everyone. I decided that um, I'm going to discuss uh, sexual rights. Okay. IWHC.org, International Women's Health Coalition. Sexual rights are human rights. For women and girls, the right to control their own bodies and their sexuality without any form of discrimination, coercion, or violence is critical for their empowerment. Without sexual rights, they cannot realize their rights to self-determination and autonomy, nor can they control other aspects of their lives. Indeed, it is the attempts to control women's and girls' sexuality that result in many of the human rights abuses they face on a daily basis, including gender-based violence, forced marriage, female genital mutilation, and limitations on their mobility, dress, education, employment, and participation in public life. The same holds true for, for LGBTQI plus people, sex workers, and others who transgress sexual and gender norms who face greater risk of violence, stigma, and discrimination as a result. It is clear, sexual rights underpin the enjoyment of all other human rights and are a prerequisite for equality and justice. At the global level, there is great debate about whether or how to define sexual rights. IWT believes in order to overcome some of the political barriers to the recognition, respect for protection, and fulfillment of sexual rights, we need to clarify what they are. IWT, in collaboration with other leading human rights and sexual health organizations, have developed the following working definition of sexual rights. Sexual rights embrace certain human rights that are already recognized in national laws, international human rights documents, and other consensus documents. They rest on the recognition that all individuals have the right free of coercion, violence, and discrimination of any kind to this highest attainable standard of sexual health, to pursue a satisfying, safe, and pleasurable sexual life, to have control over and decide freely and with due regard for the rights of others on matters related to their sexuality, reproduction, sexual orientation, bodily integrity, choice of partner, gender identity, and to the services of education and information, including comprehensive sexuality education, necessary to do so. Necessary to do so. Other definitions, such as the World Health Organization working definition, make the link between sexual rights and existing human rights that are critical to the realization of sexual health and includes the rights to equality and non-discrimination, the right to be free from torture or to cruel, inhumane or degrading treatment or punishment, the right to privacy, the rights to the highest attainable standard of health, including sexual health, the right to marry and to found a family and enter into marriage with free and full consent of the intending spouses into equality and at the dissolution of marriage, the right to decide the number and spacing of one's children, the right to information and education, the rights to freedom of opinion and expression, and the right to an effective remedy for violations of fundamental rights. Due to the hard-fought efforts of feminists, LGBTQI plus groups, and sexual reproductive health and rights organizations, an increasing number of governments have recognized the importance of sexual rights and put in place laws and policies to protect these rights at the country level. For example, in the last several years, countries like Argentina have legalized marriage for same-sex couples. Uruguay legalized abortion without restriction to the 12th week of pregnancy in Sweden, repealed a law requiring transgender individuals to undergo sterilization. At the regional level, sexual rights have been recognized in Latin America, the Caribbean, Asia, and the Pacific, and in Africa. The groundbreaking Montevideo, Montevideo, Montevideo Consensus on Population Development adopted in August 2013, for example, committed to promote policies that enable persons to exercise their sexual rights and embrace the right to a safe and full sex life, as well as the right to take free 
informed, voluntary, and responsible decisions on their sexuality, sexual orientation, and gender identity without coercion, discrimination, or violence, and that guarantee the right to information that means necessary for their sexual health and reproductive health. Internationally, record numbers of countries are now actively advocating with their kids to ensure their recognition of human rights. For example, at the 58th Commission on the Status of Women in March 2014, country after country, including from the Global South, expressed disappointment in their ability to agree on sexual rights and their commitment to keep fighting for it. At the 47th Commission on Population Development in April 2014, 59 countries voiced support for sexual rights during negotiations, and 58 governments signed on to a statement calling for sexual rights to be included in the post-2015 Sustainable Development Goals. There's undeniable momentum for the global sexual rights movement, but there's also considerable black, but there's also considerable backlash. Conservative forces at the United States, often led by Iran and the Vatican, have worked to obstruct global recognition of sexual rights as human rights. At the country level, the opposition to sexual rights is even stronger. For example, Nigeria recently criminalized same-sex sexual relations and sanctioned discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. India's High Court rolled back an early decision decriminalizing sodomy and Spain's ruling party was supposed to further restrict access to um, abortion, but shelved its plans to follow widespread protests. At this moment, 20 years after the landmark Women's Rights Conference in Beijing, it is essential that we cement the gains we have made and continue to advance the agenda. We can't afford to go backward. IWHC and our partners will continue to fight for gender equality and ensure that women and girls have full control of their sexual reproductive health and rights. Wow, that is so awesome. I consider myself a member of the global sexual rights movement and I want to help fight the backlash. I want to, I want to stomp on that backlash and criminalizing gender and sexual diversity is what I call fucked up ass bullshit. Sexual rights are human rights. I agree strongly, 100%. All right, WAS, World Association for Sexual Health, Declaration of Sexual Rights. In recognition that sexual rights are essential for the achievement of the highest attainable sexual health, world, uh, the World Association for Sexual Health states that sexual rights are grounded in universal human rights that are already recognized in international regional human rights documents. In national constitutions and laws, human rights standards and principles, and in scientific knowledge related to human sexuality and sexual health, he affirms that sexuality is a central aspect of being human throughout life, the of sex, gender identities and roles, sexual orientation, eroticism, pleasure, intimacy, and reproduction. Sexuality is experienced and expressed in thoughts, fantasies, desires, beliefs, attitudes, values, behaviors, practices, roles, and relationships. While sexuality can include all of these dimensions, not all of them are always experienced or expressed. Sexuality is influenced by the interaction of biological, psychological, social, economic, political, cultural, legal, historical, religious, and spiritual factors. Recognizes that sexuality is a source of pleasure and well-being and contributes to overall fulfillment and satisfaction. We affirm that sexual health is a state of physical, emotional, mental, and social well-being in relation to sexuality. It is not merely the absence of disease, dysfunction, or infirmity. Sexual health requires a positive and respectful approach to sexuality and sexual relationships as well as the possibility of having pleasurable and safe sexual experiences free of coercion, discrimination, and violence. We affirm that sexual health cannot be defined, understood, or made operational without a broad understanding of sexuality. 
reaffirms that for sexual health to be attained and maintained, the sexual rights of all persons must be respected, protected, and fulfilled. Recognize that sexual rights are based on the inherent freedom, dignity, and equality of all human beings, including commitment to protection from harm. States that equality and non-discrimination are foundational to all human rights protections and promotions and include the prohibitions of any distinctions, exclusions, or restrictions on the basis of race, ethnicity, color, sex, language, secularity, religion, political, or other opinion, national, social, origin, property, birth, or other status, including disability, age, nationality, marital, family status, sexual orientation, gender identity, health status, place of residence, economic, and social situation. Recognize that persons, sexual orientations, gender identities, gender expression, and bodily diversity require human rights protection. Recognizes that all types of violence, harassment, discrimination, exclusion, and stigmatization are violations of human rights and impact the well-being of individuals, families, and communities. Affirms that the obligation to respect, protect, fulfill human rights apply to all sexual rights and freedoms. Affirms that sexual rights protect all people's rights to fulfill and express their sexuality and enjoy sexual health with due regard for the rights of others. Sexual rights are human rights pertaining to sexuality. One, the right to equality and non-discrimination. Everyone is entitled to enjoy all sexual rights set forth in this declaration without distinction of any kind, such as race, ethnicity, color, sex, religion, secularity, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, place of residence, property, birth, disability, age, nationality, marital and family status, sexual orientation, gender identity and expression, health status, economic and social situation and other status. Two, the right to life, liberty, and security of the person. Everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security that cannot be arbitrarily threatened, limited, or taken away for reasons related to sexuality. These include sexual orientation, sex characteristics, consensual sexual behavior and practices, gender identity and expression, or because of accessing or providing services related to sexual and reproductive health. Three, the right to autonomy and bodily integrity. Everyone has the right to control and decide freely on matters related to their sexuality and their body. This includes the choice of sexual behaviors, practices, partners, and relationships with due regard for the rights of others. Free and informed decision-making requires free and informed consent prior to any sexually-related testing, interventions, therapy, surgeries, or research. Four, the right to be free from torture and cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment. Everyone shall be free from torture and cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment related to sexuality, including harmful traditional practices, forced sterilization, contraception, or abortion, and other forms of torture, cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment perpetuated for reasons related to someone's sex, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression and bodily diversity. Five, the right to be free from all forms of violence and coercion. Everyone shall be free from sexuality related Everyone shall be free from sexuality-related violence and coercion, including rape, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, bullying, sexual exploitation, and slavery, trafficking for purposes of sexual exploitation, virginity testing, and violence committed because of real or perceived sexual practices, sexual orientation, sex characteristics, gender identity and expression, and bodily diversity. Six, the right to privacy. Everyone has the right to privacy related to sexuality, sexual life, and choices regarding their own body and consensual sexual relations and practices without arbitrary interference and intrusion. This includes the right to control the disclosure of sexuality-related personal information to others. Seven, the right to the highest attainable standard of health, including sexual health, with the possibility of pleasurable, satisfying, and safe sexual experiences. Everyone has the right to the highest attainable level of health and well-being in relation to sexuality, including the possibility of pleasurable, satisfying, and safe sexual experiences. 
This requires the availability, accessibility, acceptability of quality health services and access to the conditions that influence and determine health, including sexual health. Eight, the right to enjoy the benefits of scientific progress and its application. Sorry. Eight, the right to enjoy the benefits of scientific progress and its application. Everyone has the right to enjoy the benefits of scientific progress and its applications in relation to sexuality and sexual health. Nine, the right to information. Everyone shall have access to scientifically accurate, understandable information related to sexuality, sexual health, and sexual rights through diverse sources. Such information should not be arbitrarily censored, withheld, or, in, or intentionally misrepresented. Ten, the right to education, the right to comprehensive sexuality education. Everyone has the right to education and comprehensive sexuality education. Comprehensive sexuality education must be age-appropriate, scientifically accurate, culturally competent, and grounded in human rights, gender equality, and a positive approach to sexuality and pre- to sexual and a positive approach to sexuality and pleasure. Eleven, the right to enter, form, and dissolve marriage and other similar types of relationships based on equality and full and free consent. Everyone has the right to choose whether or not to marry to enter freely and full and free consent into marriage, partnership, or other similar relationships. All persons are entitled to equal rights entering to, during, and at dissolution of marriage, partnership, and other similar relationships, without discrimination and exclusion of any kind. This writing includes equal entitlements to social welfare and other benefits, regardless of the form of such relationships. 12. The right to decide whether to have children, the number and spacing of children, and to have the information and means to do so. Everyone has the right to decide whether to have children and the number and spacing of children. To exercise this right requires access to the conditions that is going to determine health and well-being, including sexual reductive health services related to pregnancy, contraception, fertility, pregnancy determination, and adoption. Thirteen, the right to the freedom of thought, opinion, and the right to the freedom of thought, opinion, and expression. Everyone has the right to freedom of thought, opinion, opinion and expression regarding sexuality and has the right to express their own sexuality through, for example, appearance, communication, and behavior, or due respect to the rights of others. 14. The right to freedom of association and peaceful assembly. Everyone has the right to peacefully organize, associate, assemble, to demonstrate, and advocate, including about sexuality, sexual health, and sexual rights. 15. The right to, to participation in public and political life. Everyone is entitled to an environment that enables active, free, and meaningful participation in and contribution to the civil, economic, social, cultural, political, other aspects of human life at local, national, regional, and international levels. In particular, all persons are entitled to participate in the development and implementation of policies that determine their welfare, including their sexuality and sexual health. 16. The right to access to justice, remedies, and redress. Everyone has the right to access to justice, remedies, and redress for violations of their sexual rights. This requires effective, adequate, accessible, and appropriate, educated, legislative, judicial, and other measures. Remedies include redress through restitution, compensation, rehabilitation, satisfaction, guarantees of, and guarantee of non-repetition. Wow. I want to clear up something real quick. All these rights are pertaining to people that have uh, all sex characteristics to make sure nobody was left out. And as for the... Um, free from torture thing we're saying that some people may view abortion as torture cruel and human degraded treatment punishment so for people who are anti-abortion for life you don't have to get an abortion you don't have to uh, you know terminate the pregnancy if you don't want to but um, I'm not saying abortion is torture cruel and human degrading treatment or punishment to those who need it to those who 
are um, have to have an abortion. You know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure that oh, nobody is being targeted. I'm not targeting pro-reproductive rights. I say that because remember, I'm pro-reproductive rights. Um, I'm pro-choice. Let's just keep that in mind. Um, so that's the things that um, I really felt like um, dressing for sure. I really want to get to these things um, today. But I really, you know, I'm going to talk about the right to sexuality. Okay, the right to sexuality incorporates the right to express one's sexuality and to be free from discrimination on the grounds of sexual orientation. Specifically, it relates to the human rights of people of diverse sexual orientation, including LGBTQI plus people, the protection of those rights, although it is equally applicable to heterosexuality. The right to sexuality and freedom from discrimination on the grounds of sexual orientation is based on the universality of human rights and, and, and the inalienable nature of rights belonging to every person by virtue of being human. No right to sexuality exists explicitly in international human rights law. Rather, it is found in a number of international human rights instruments, including the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, and the International Covenant on Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights. Uh, definition. The concept of the right to sexuality is difficult to define as it comprises various rights within the framework of international human rights law. Sexual orientation is defined in the preamble to the Yogia Carta principles as each person's capacity for profound emotional, affectional, sexual attraction to intimate and sexual relations with individuals of a different gender, the same gender, more than one gender. Freedom from discrimination on the grounds of sexual orientation is found in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, UD, UDHR, and the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, ICCPR. The UDHR provides the non-discrimination article 2, which states that Everyone is entitled to all the rights and freedoms set forth in this declaration, without distinction of any kind, such as race, color, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth, or other status. Furthermore, no distinction shall be made on the basis of the political, jurisdictional, or international status of a country or territory to which a person belongs, whether it be independent, trust, non-self-government, or under any other limitation of sovereignty. Sexual orientation could be read as Article 2 as other status or alternatively as falling under sex. In, quotations. in the ICCPR, Article 2 sets out a similar provision for non discrimination. Each state party to the present covenant undertakes to respect and to ensure to all individuals within its territory, subjects with their, and subject to its jurisdiction the rights recognized in the present covenant without distinction of any kind such as race, color, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national, social origin, property, birth, or other status. In Tunin versus Australia, the United Nations Human Rights Committee, UNHRC, found that the reference to sex in Article 2 of the ICCPR included sexual orientation, thereby making sexual orientation prohibited grounds of distinction and respect of the enjoyment of rights under the ICCPR. Um, the right to be free from discrimination is the basis of the right to sexuality, but is closely related to the exercise of protection of other fundamental human rights. 
background. And individuals of diverse sexual orientations have been discriminated against historically and continue to be a vulnerable group of society today. Forms of discrimination experienced by people of diverse sexual orientation include the denial of the right to life, the right to work, and the right to privacy, non-recognition of personal family relationships, interference with human dignity, interference with security of the person, violations of the right to be free from torture, discrimination, and access to economic, social, and cultural rights, including housing, health education, and pressure to remain silent and invisible. 78 countries maintain laws that make same-sex consensual sex between adults a criminal offense. The seven countries or parts thereof impose the death penalty for same-sex consensual sex. They are Iran, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Mauritania, Sudan, the 12 northern states of Nigeria, and the southern parts of Somalia. The right to sexuality has only relatively recently become the subject of international concern, but the regulation of sexuality is traditionally falling within the jurisdiction of the nation state. Today, numerous international non-governmental organizations and intergovernmental organizations are engaged in protection of the rights of people with diverse sexual orientation as it is increasingly recognized that discrimination on grounds of sexual orientation is widespread and unacceptable violation of human rights. Acts of violence. Acts of violence with LGBTQ plus people are often especially vicious compared to other bias-motivated crimes include killings, kidnappings, beatings, rape, and psychological violence, including threats, coercion, and arbitrary deprivation, deprivations of liberty. Examples of violent acts against people of diverse sexual orientation are too numerous to account for, and they occur in all parts of the world. A particularly distressing example is the sexual assault and murder of 15 lesbians in Thailand in March 2012. In that example, two lesbian couples were killed by men who objected to their relationship and who were embarrassed and they were unable to convince the women into heterosexual relationships with themselves. Often acts of violence against people of diverse sexual orientation are perpetrated by the victim's own family. In the case of Zimbabwe, the multiple rape of a lesbian was organized by her own family in an attempt to cure her of homosexuality. Cure in quotations. In those cases, as in many other cases of violence against people of diverse sexual orientation, State law enforcement authorities are complicit in human rights abuses for failing to, per to persecute violators of rights. Breach of the right to privacy. The right to privacy is a protected freedom under the UDHR and the ICCPR, which reflects the widespread of not universal human needs to certain activities within an intimate sphere free of outside interference. The possibility to do so is fundamental to personhood. Intimate relationships, whether between two people of the same sex or of different sexes or among those activities are subject to a right of privacy. That's been successfully argued in a number of cases that criminalization of homosexual relationships is an interference with the right to privacy, including decisions in the European Court of Human Rights and the UNHRC. The freedom to decide on one's own consensual adult relationships, including, including the gender of that person, without the interference of the state and the fundamental human right. To prohibit the relationships of people of diverse sexual orientation is a breach of the right to sexuality and the right to privacy. Freedom of expression is simply an association. Every person, by virtue of their individual autonomy, is free to express themselves, assemble, and join an association with others. Freedom of expression is a protected human right under Article 19 of the UDHR and Article 19 of the ICCPR, as is the right to freedom of assembly under Article 20 of the UDHR and Article 21 of the ICCPR. LGBTQI plus people are discriminated against in respect of their ability to defend and promote their rights. LGBTQI plus pride marches, peaceful demonstrations, other events promoting LGBTQI plus rights are often banned by state governments. 2011 LGBTQI plus pride marches were banned in Serbia and another 
March in Moscow was broken up by police who arrested 30 leading LGBTQ plus rights activists. The Yogia Carter Principles. In 2005, 29 experts undertook the drafting of the Yogia Carter Principles on the application of international human rights law in relation to sexual orientation and gender identity. The document was intended to set out experiences of human rights violations against people of diverse sexual orientation and transgender people's application of international human rights law to those experiences and the nature of obligations on states in respect of those rights. The principles can be broadly categorized as the following. Principles 1 to 3 set out the universality of human rights and their application to all persons. Principles 4 to 11 address fundamental rights to life, freedom from violence and torture, privacy, access to justice, and freedom from arbitrary detention. Principles 12 to 18 set out non-discrimination in relation to economic, social, and cultural rights, including employment, accommodation, social security, education, and health. Principles 19 and 21 emphasize the importance of freedom of expression, identity, and sexuality without state interference, including peaceful assembly. Principles 22 and 23 set out the right to seek asylum from persecution of, of based on sexual orientation. Principles 24 to 26 set out the right to participate in family, cultural, life, and public affairs. Principles 27 sets out the right to promote and defend human rights without discrimination based on sexual orientation. Principles 28 29 emphasize the importance of holding those who violate human rights accountable and ensuring redress for those who face rights violations. The OG Carter Principles is an instrument of soft law and is therefore not binding, but it does provide an important standard for states and their obligations to protect the rights of individuals with diverse sexual orientation. The United Nations, on June 17, 2011, the United Nations Human Rights Council in a resolution on human rights, sexual orientation, and gender identity, adopted by favor 23 in favor, 19 against, and three abstentions and three abstentions requested the commission of a study to document discriminatory laws and acts of violence against people based on their sexual orientation and gender identity. The 2011 resolution was intended to shed light on how international human rights could be used to prevent acts of violence and discrimination against people with diverse sexual orientation. On December 15, 2011, the first report on human rights for LGBTQ plus people was released by the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights. The report made the following recommendations. In order to prevent such acts of violence occurring, United Nations member states are recommended to promptly investigate all reported killings and serious incidents of violence against LGBTQ plus people, regardless of whether carried out privately or publicly by state or non-state actors, ensuring accountability for such violations and the establishment of reporting mechanisms for such incidents. Take measures to prevent torture and other forms of cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment, ensure accountability for such violations and establish reporting mechanisms. Repeal laws that criminalize homosexuality, same-sex sexual conduct, other criminal laws that detain people based on their sexuality, and abolish the death penalty for offenses involving consensual sexual relations within same-sex relationships. Enact comprehensive anti-discrimination legislation ensuring that combating discrimination based on sexual orientation is in the mandates of national human rights bodies. Ensure that freedom of expression, association, peaceful assembly can be exercised safely without discrimination on sexual orientation or gender identity. Implement appropriate training programs for law enforcement personnel, support public information campaigns to counter homophobia. That means uh, bigotry against uh, gay people. And transphobia, that means bigotry against transgender persons amongst the general public and in schools. Facilitate legal recognition of preferred gender of transgender. Facilitate legal recognition of preferred gender of transgender persons. Further actions yet to be taken by the United Nations of the proposed declaration on sexual orientation and gender identity was brought before the United Nations General Assembly 2008. 
confirm that declaration has not been officially adopted by the General Assembly and remains open for signatures. Time for the right to sexuality. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am. All right, let's get into something that I want to talk about. You know what I mean? Let's talk about Seven things people need to understand about pansexuality. Understanding pansexuality by by dispelling the falsehoods post November 5th, 2020, reviewed by Gary Drevich, David W. Wall, PhD, the cissexual self. Um, Recently, a student of mine who identifies as pansexual questioned why there's still such a misunderstanding of pansexuality. It's true, my own research and the research of others confirm an ongoing misunderstanding. Even as more people openly identify as pansexual, but pansexuality continues to produce confusion among the general populace. Complicating the issue further is the wealth of myths and outright fabrications that accompany the term. Let's start there with a, def- with a definition of pansexuality and then address the myths that plague the definition. Pansexuality is a sexual orientation in which an individual has the capacity for sexual, emotional, or romantic attraction for others regardless of their sex or gender identity. That is the simplest explanation. I will now expand the idea by debunking the myths. Myth one, pansexuals are sexually promiscuous. They will sleep with anyone. False. Just because you have the capacity for sexual attraction for anyone, regardless of their sex or gender identity, that is a long way from saying that you are attracted to everyone and will have sex with anyone. It would be the same as saying that a heterosexual woman wants to have sex with all men. From the outset, it's a ridiculous and rather insulting notion. Myth two, pansexuality is not a real thing. False. Not only is pansexuality a real thing, those who identify as pansexual embrace the uniqueness of their identity. Uh, Myth three, pansexuals just need to quote unquote pick a side and stick with it. No, they do not. And exactly which side would they pick from? Pan comes from the Greek meaning all. As all refers to all gender identities, there is not a side. If they're suggesting they need to choose a single sex or gender as the object of their attraction again, no, they do not. Myth four, pansexuality is a new thing. It's just the latest trend. False, the term pansexual has been around for over a century. The term was originally coined by Freud, but with a very different meaning. Freud used pansexuality to attribute behavior to sexual instinct. The term has been changed and owned over the decades to the current meaning we assign to it. Myth five, pansexuality is the same as bisexuality. False. Making a distinction between the two is necessary. While there are complexities in that distinction, I'll attempt to simplify it here and address other aspects at another time. Bisexuality was once considered to be a sexual orientation wherein the individual has the capacity for sexual attraction to both men and women. This is no no longer necessarily the case in that we recognize that gender is not binary. It's more accurate to say that bisexuals have attraction for their own gender and another gender or more than one other gender. Pansexuality, on the other hand, is not only all-inclusive of sex and gender identities, but pansexuals also also are attracted to others regardless of their sex and gender identities. In other words, they take sex and gender out of the equation altogether. Some pansexuals, like me, have adopted the phrase hearts not parts to illustrate our capacity to have emotional or romantic attraction for someone else despite their sex or gender identity. To clear up 
One other confusion between the two sexual orientations is often questioned if bisexuality includes an attraction on gender and potentially multiple other genders. Isn't that the same as pansexuality? No, simply put, multiple is not the same as all. Myth six, pansexual cannot be happy with just one person. False. It's a bit like the promiscuity falsehood. Just because a person has capacity, just because a person has the capacity to be attracted to anyone regardless of their gender identity, doesn't mean that they're attracted to everyone or want to be with everyone. Pansexuals have the same propensity for monogamy or polyamory as anyone. Myth seven, pansexuals, pansexuals are just confused about their preferences. False. Just because their preferences may be more inclusive, this does not mean they do not know what they want or to whom they are attracted. There's a wide variety of gender identities and sexual orientations from which individuals may choose in order to best identify themselves. Some of these identifiers are common LGBTQIA+, while others are less common but consistently emerging, pansexuality. Those that are less common, such as sapiosexuality, me again, wherein intelligence is necessary for sexual attraction, wherein intelligence is necessary for sexual attraction, or demisexuality, me again, for the third time, wherein a strong emotional attachment is necessary for sexual attraction are often mired in misunderstanding due to the widely spread falsehoods that plague other identified labels including pansexuality. For questioning the validity of a sexual orientation or readily acceptance of suspect claims, make the effort to educate yourself on the lengthy list of LGBT plus identities. It's better yet, when you meet someone claiming one of those identities, listen to them. Give them the opportunity to educate you by explaining who they are, but not only will the effort allow you to get not only will the effort allow you to get to better know the people around you, but knowledge serves to reduce stigma, prejudices, and discrimination that negatively affects folks in the LGBTQIA community. About the author, David W. Wallpage is a social psychologist and sex researcher. His work focuses on issues related to sexual desire and behavior, dating, stigmatization, sex, and sexual violence, sex work, and human trafficking. I'm so glad that he cleared up the myths about people like me. Yes, I am pansexual. I love being a member of the pansexual community. I'm one of those pansexuals, and pansexuality is my sexual orientation. Ah, love being truthful. Here we go. Pansexuality 101 is more than just another letter. It's November 12, 2014. Kaylee. Jakubowski, everydayfeminism.com. For some, the LGBTQIAA acronym, better known in some circles as queer alphabet soup, can be intimidating in all its inclusivity. How on earth am I supposed to not only memorize every identity in this nebula, but learn to respect them in my everyday life as well? Well, worry not, kind feminists. Just as how shaking hands and sitting down to a nice cup of tea with someone can give you a deeper and more personal understanding of them. Getting to know the basics about these identities will help to ease this overwhelmed feeling. So let's explore one specific identity in this acronym today, pansexuality. Brief overview in history. First, let's break down the word by its parts. Pan is a Greek prefix referring to all or every coming together as one. Some examples of other words that use this prefix are panacea, something that would remedy all illnesses, otherwise known as a cure-all. Pangea, the only consonant Earth's history that contained all seven of the consonants together as one landmass, and the panopticon, prison structure where one guard can see every prisoner who in turn can see every other prisoner. Feminist and sexuality philosopher Mikhail Volkov used this as a 
metaphor for policing each other in society. Putting this together with sexual, which I'm sure we recognize as referring to one's own sexual desires and habits, creates a word that roughly means someone who's attracted to all sex, to all sexes and genders of people. That's definitely me. Similarly, panromantic, that's me. First, someone, oh, okay, that's not me. That's not me. Um, Similarly, pan-romantic refers to someone who is asexual but can feel romantic attraction to all sexes and genders of people. Wow, so I'm pan-romantic sexual because I am allosexual and I feel romantic attraction, sexual attraction to all sexes and genders of people. That's definitely me in that way. The word, this word pansexual is originally coined by Sigmund Freud within his theories on psychoanalysis in the early to mid-1900s was instead defined as how sexual energy desires the basis for all human interaction in life. However, the modern usage of pansexual has little to do with Freud's definition or his psychosexuality theories. Instead, the modern usage, which I'm exclusively referring to in this article, likely started gaining ground in the early to mid 1990s. While it's hard to pin the exact moment when this use began, it is almost certainly tied to the growing activism and awareness of non binary me and gender queer me people. I am a non-binary queer person. I am. People since pansexuality would not exist without these identities. This is somewhat confirmed by looking at Google Trends data, which shows that an internet presence for pansexuality began in September 2007, a little over a year after internet presence for genderqueer began. Since this time, it has gained a lot of traction within the queer community. Yes, I'm a member of the queer community. As, is, uh, as an identity that is becoming more and more commonly recognized. Even one of Texas state representatives, Mary Gonzalez, openly identifies as pansexual, becoming the first and so far only elected this official to be out as such. Man, that is so cool. I would love to meet her. Basics of pansexuality. Like with any identity on the rainbow, individuals can and will and should define the identity in a way that's more tailored to themselves. While the aforementioned definition is technically accurate, some pansexual people have a slightly different way of defining their identity. For instance, the folks at pansexuality is perfect defined as a person who is not limited or inhibited in sexual choice with regards to gender or activity. That's me. Other other, other individuals have also described their identity. Other individuals have also described their identity their identity by saying that they just don't focus on gender or sex identity, but focus more on the person instead. Thanks, Kayla. That's actually me. That's me too. While all of these ways of being pansexual are slightly different, they're all legitimate and they all help define pansexuality as a diverse, all-inclusive sexual identity that it is. Looking at it in a practical manner, what we can know about someone if they come out to us as pansexual? Well, one of the best parts of talking about pansexuality is that it is not gender dependent. That means unlike someone who identifies as gay, we don't need to know about the individual's gender to know what sort of people they may be attracted to. I love that. Personally, that makes sense to me. So someone who identifies as pansexual, no matter what their gender or sex is, can potentially be attracted to cis men, that's me, intersex men. Okay, let me say it again. So someone like me who identifies as pansexual, no matter what my gender or sex is, I am attracted to cis men. I'm attracted to intersex men. I'm attracted to trans men. I'm attracted to agender people. I'm attracted to gender queer people. I'm attracted to all of the other non-binary persons. I'm attracted to trans women. I'm attracted to intersex women. I'm attracted to cis women. And I am attracted to all the other combinations of sex, gender, and gender performance. For some pansexual 
people, these gender distinctions might be necessary to foster their attraction. Other pansexual people might just describe these distinctions as irrelevant information. Each pansexual person might describe their identity in a unique way, but one thing remains consistent. The constant possibility of being attracted to any person, any gender, and sex. Politics of pansexuality. Pansexuality is tightly entwined into the politics of gender, queer, non-binary activism, awareness, and progress in this history and the political implications that follow are some of the most important parts of pansexuality and are what primarily sets it apart as its own identity. For instance, similarly to how bisexuality is defined by most organizations, it's inclusive of all and every gender, pansexuality also denies any binary implications in its name. In fact, the creation of pansexuality as a title was to intentionally prioritize the recognition of its identifiers as romantic slash sexual attraction to gender queer gender other non-binary people in politics. While leaders and organizers within both identities work to actively include non-binary people, the bisexual community has been unfairly and inaccurately accused of binarism and other gender essentialized behavior. This rooted in biphobia and erasure bisexuality identity and activism has led many to perceive pansexuality as the only anti-binary option. While the pansexual community has done incredible movement building intellectual slash social activism work, anti-bisexual prejudice both played a role in people believing pansexuality would be the only comfortable identity for those who are particularly passionate about advocating gender queer diversity and acceptance. This is unfair and untrue. The creation of the pansexual identity, however, has allowed for further and more intentional analysis and discussion of the relationship between human sexuality and gender. Beyond being a useful and real label for people to identify with, Pansexuality also has begun to create waves within activism and sexuality theory. Common myths about pansexuality. Now that we've talked about what pansexuality is, let's talk about what it isn't and address common myths that some people have about the identity. Myth one, pansexuals are into sexual acts with pans, pots, and other various kitchen utensils. False. No, pansexuality does not refer to one's sexual attraction to pans, pots, or any other intimate object. Although if you were to taste some of my stir fry, you may start to develop some complicated feelings towards cookware, it's okay, totally wouldn't blame me. I love humor, right? This territory is instead covered by object sexuality. Myth two, pansexuality and bisexuality are the same thing. False? This complicated ground, which we'll tackle in a future article, but as a general rule, it's best to recognize that pansexuality and bisexuality are different but related identities. The most concise reason for this is because pansexual people can find attraction with any and all genders or sexes, usually stating that there is usually stating that their attraction is to the person without gender modifiers. That is so me. Bisexuality is defined as liking sex slash genders one may identify with personally and sex slash genders one might not identify with personally, and they have limitations for which genders and sex they know they're attracted to. There are several similarities between the two, but while they're not completely different, they're definitely not the same either. Myth three, since pansexuals are attracted to all sexes and genders, they sleep, they'll sleep with anybody. False. Just because a pansexual person could be attracted to anybody does not mean they're attracted to everybody. That's not to say that there aren't pansexual people who enjoy a large amount of sex, personally me, or no sex at all for that matter. Sexual behavior and sexual identity are independent. Identifying as pansexual doesn't say anything about your sexual behavior. Similarly, pansexual people may or may not be polyamorous. And again, this identity acts independent of pansexuality. Myth number five, pansexuality is a made-up Tumblr identity that doesn't really exist. Ugh, false. 
yes, pansexuality may have a predominant culture that intersects with Tumblr users, and yes, the majority of the best information about pansexuality can be found within various posts of the website, but just because you don't like the medium that's popularized, it doesn't mean that it is illegitimate. Identities do not exist in a vacuum. American people on Tumblr do not stop having relationships with Western American culture simply because they're on Tumblr. Any oppositional consciousness they create is legitimate, is as legitimate for them as it is for someone who has never used the internet in their life. Even despite this rather airtight argument, I look at Google Trends shows that the term pansexuality by itself has significant web activity more than three years before Tumblr pansexually pan Tumblr pansexually before Tumblr pansexuality had any sort of significant internet footprint. So please stop blaming Tumblr for young presence against queer identities. Now that we've debunked some myths and defined pansexuality and defined pansexuality, hopefully you kind feminist reader, I am that, have a deeper and I'm a kind feminist too, have a deeper and more complex understanding of what it means for someone to be pansexual and about the intricacies involved in the identity. Understanding that advert, understanding the diversity of sexual identities has long been an important part of feminist theory and advocacy. Keeping up with how the queer communities have been evolving with their hegemonic culture seems to be as important now as it has in the past, no matter what your gender or sexual identity is. Ah. Kaylee Jack Kabowski is a trivialized therapy feminism. She's a trans for feminist and specific interest in ecofeminism, anti-imperialism, queerness, and statistical approaches to social justice work. Wow, I'm a queer feminist and I'm a person of queerness personally. This is so cool. This is so, so cool. All right, let me keep going. Nine things you need to know about pansexuality. Not the same as being bisexual. Womenshealthmag.com by Brittany Ain, Annis, and Corin Miller, March 5, 2021. Carolyn Rose Giuliana just got canned by her love life. Carolyn, the daughter of former New York City mayor Rudy Giuliani, wrote an essay for banning the affair about being a unicorn in relationships. The third partner for couples looking to have a threesome. Part of the essay, Carolyn details her own journey to discovering sexuality. I had known for some time that I was at least bisexual, but I barely explored that side of my sexuality, she wrote. At one point, she describes how her experience as a unicorn in one's couple's relationships helped her figure out her sexual identity. Texting with Isabella a few times after our threesome, I told her about feeling Oliver's passion for her permeate me, she wrote. My heightened response to the energetic flow also started me on the path of identifying as pansexual, which feels more precise than bisexuality. I am attracted to people based on their presence and energy, regardless of their biological sexual, their gender identity. She and I have the same thought patterns, and she and I have the same reality, too. While the two terms can be confused, pansexuality is different from bisexuality. Bisexual is a term used to describe a person who's emotionally, romantically, or sexually attracted to more than one sex, gender, or gender identity, according to the Human Rights Campaign, HRC. Pansexual is used to describe a person who can be emotionally, romantically, or sexually attracted to people of any gender, HRC says. Pan comes from the Greek word also. It's Holly Richmond, PhD, a certified sex therapist and marriage and family counselor. Pansexual is not bisexual, it's all sexual. That means a pansexual person could be attracted to a man, me. <laughs> that, mean, that means a that means a pan, I'm gonna try to make it personal now. 
That means a pansexual person like me is attracted to men. I am. Women, yes. Transgendered people, yes. And, and non-gendered people, yes. I'm attracted to all these types of people. A person choose not a person choose not to identify themselves by gender, which says, "Well, I'm attracted to that." Too. Have you heard of pansexuality before? Miley and Janelle talked about it. No, that was my first introduction to the term. That's my real answer. Some people say yes, but I still feel like I have more to learn. Um, Caroline is far from the only notable person to identify. Caroline is far from the only notable person to identify as pansexual. Janelle Monae and Miley Cyrus have also said they identify as pansexuality. The love experts offer up all the other major info you should know about. One, it's a real thing. There are a lot of stereotypes and misconceptions about pansexuality, and one of the most prominent ones is that pansexuality doesn't exist, or isn't a real sexual identity. It's absolutely false, as according to Simon's PhD in social professor of psychology education at Mount Holyoke College. It's a, a pansexual sexual identity is denied by others because they're prevented from accepting their own identity. It can stifle them to a certain degree, she says. Two, it's not uncommon for people who once identified as bisexual to become pansexual. Like Mylan Janelle, some people who formerly identified as bisexual later identified as pansexual. That happened to me. Bisexuality as a term has experienced criticism for adherence to a binary system of gender, also known as I'm attracted to men and women. You know, the strict definition of bisexuality doesn't fit many bisexual identified folks, says Lena McDaniel, who has a master's degree in counseling with a specialty in gender and sexual identity. Pansexuality, on the other hand, is seen as more inclusive of people who are transgender or identified outside of the gender binary of man or woman, she says. Me, three, younger generations are more likely than to identify as pansexual. There seems to be an age gap with this label. Younger people are more likely to use pansexual as a term, while slightly older populations are more likely to use bisexual, McDaniel finds. Or pansexuality doesn't translate to promiscuity. Pansexuals may be attracted to all people, but that doesn't mean that they're going to have sex with anyone with them. Says pansexuals can be very choosy, she says. Five, pansexuals want relationships too. One of the ways society shames those who are attracted to more than one gender is to say that they are greedy or a commitment phone. McDaniel says, however, no one says this about heterosexual folks who also have about half the population of the world to choose from. Being attracted to more people has nothing to do with the kind of relationship a person wants to have with their partner or partner, she has. Six, the term pansexuality will only emerge recently. Richmond says she first started learning about pansexuality five or six years ago at a conference for the American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. Although pansexual people have definitely been around longer than that, the general public is just starting to acknowledge the term and learn what that sexual identity means. Seven, Pansexuality has nothing to do with gender. People often mix up gender identity and sexual orientation, but they're not the same. Pansexuality is a term that refers to sexual orientation who someone is attracted to, the way it says. It's completely different from gender identity, which refers to how someone identifies their own gender. Identifies their own gender. So pansexuality isn't the same as transgender or gender non-binary. For example, using pansexual as a label for your sexual orientation doesn't say anything about your gender identity or the gender identity of the person you're into, she says. Eight, less than 1% of the population identifies as pansexual because pansexuality is a fairly new concept to many people. It's hard to pinpoint exactly how many identify with the label, which explains she puts her best estimate at less than 1%. But as more people become aware of pansexuality, there may be more people who come to identify that way, she says. Not pansexuality isn't just about sex. Pansexuals are making a connection. It's very much about connecting with the person, not the gender, which says about developing meaningful relationships. Those are all me. That is all me. That's so me. Whew. Wow. 
lot of amazing impacting, huh? Uh, I think I'm gonna conclude. I'm, I'm tired. 